Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch, and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Never fails, never. What's the matter? Oh. Nice weather we're having, Oh, huh? now, look at this newspaper, would you? Give it here. I'll spread uh, it out. It'll dry. You Give know, and, and I'm bright here. The sunshiny days, that, that newspaper is safely on the porch. All it's got to do is rain. Sure enough, that boy flings it into the bushes. I know. It never oh. fails. Here, here, take off your wet raincoat. Yeah, You're just boy, drenched. I'm drenched. I feel so wet. Didn't so wet, you, it's didn't raining. you drive into the garage? Well, yeah, sure. But then I came in the front door knowing I'd have to... Climbing back of the rhododendrons to rescue the evening uh, paper. I'm going to better take your shoes off, dude. You're all muddy. Uh, you know what? I'm going to call that kid up. Now, you've called him up before. It doesn't do any good. Well, all right. I think I'll call up the newspaper. Oh, now, don't get the boy in trouble. Look, I am paying for that paper. I I, I, I can't read it that way. Look at it. That newspaper is absolutely soaked through. I I, 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 I pick it up, and, 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 and what happens? Well, if you'll leave it alone, I'll get out the iron, dear, and I will try and iron it dry. Look, it, it, it just comes to pieces. It falls out of my hands, and I, I'm left with soggy chunks of newsprint in each of my fists. <laughs> Poor darling. Well. Life does seem to have it in for you. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it is a problem. <laughs> yes, it is. Well. well, it's nice to see you. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I take it you had a tough day at the office. I had a terrible day at the <laughs> office. You know, I think Miss Jones is leaving to get married. No. Oh, yeah, which means i got to look around for another secretary. Oh, dear, your secretaries are always getting married on you, aren't they? Yeah, maybe you better work for me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no sooner get them trained to my way of doing things than... Well, that is don't. bad news, but cheer up. Now, get your muddy shoes off and go up and get some others on and then come back down. In the meantime, I will iron the paper dry, dear. <laughs> Thank you. 
I certainly was. Well, you'll have to come out in the kitchen then. I'm peeling potatoes. I can't hear you now, and the faucet is running. Yeah, well, I just thought you'd be interested in knowing that thanks to you, it's apparently all over town, that I own the Castleton Arms Hotel in Chicago. Pete Watkins said something. Bill Jackson. Thanks to me. Now, listen, you are the one who said Jack to Lundell me... said to me at lunch that... today. Jack Lundell, say, I'm stopping. He uh... stopped at my table and he said, Say, say, boy, I want to thank you. I said, thank me? For what? And he said, oh, for what? He said, you know darn well what. I can't tell you how much Anne appreciated such lavish hospitality at your hotel in Chicago. Uh, well, they did give us a lovely suite of rooms. Anne and I just loved it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, how do you think rooms? I felt? Really, I, I tried to explain that to Jack that I did not own the hotel, that I'm just a very tiny stockholder. He thought I was just being modest. The guy wouldn't believe me. Well, don't worry about it, for goodness sake. Don't worry about it. I feel like a darned imposter. Didn't matter. No, ma- no matter how much I protested, I know Jack and some of those guys think that I'm secretly some sort of a financial tycoon. Oh, Pete Watkins grabbed my lunch check. <laughs> One good thing in here. Fred gave me a cigar. Even Cranshaw, even my boss, huh? winked at me today. Said what? if I had any good tips on the stock market to let my friends in on it. <laughs> Slap me on the back. Ask my advice about everything all day. Well, <laughs> dear, I guess it's human nature to play up to someone with money. I don't have money. <laughs> I've got five measly shares in that corporation which you chose to interpret as owning the hotel, where we and our friends can stay for nothing. Now, look, you agreed the misunderstanding was your fault, too. Why are you getting mad all over again? I mean, why are we discussing it? Because these guys go to Chicago all the time, don't you understand? And I know that they're hinting that I put them up free of charge at my hotel. Oh, nonsense. Well, what, what if one of them goes there and mentions my name to the manager? Well, the manager knows us now, dear. I tell you, every time I think of Anne and me just sailing out of there without paying the bill and leaving a nice little bread and butter thank you note for that manager, <laughs> what do you suppose he thought? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm afraid to think. Hasn't he mailed you the bill yet? Oh, I never brought in the mail. Go see if it came today. Yeah. <laughs> Betsy, you can read for ten minutes and you turn off your light and go to sleep. Why are you turning on the outside lights? Huh? Oh, I'm expecting George Martin to pick me up. Who's that? Pick you up? Where are you going? George Martin, I told you. Rehearsal for the Kiwanis Spring Review. Oh, yes, I guess you did tell me. I told you. George who? George Martin, George Martin. As a matter of fact, he's an investment broker, and I think I'll get him to explain stocks and bonds to you. It's a good idea. If you women would understand some of those things, you know, you wouldn't get all... we're not going to do it tonight. I'm so tired, and I I don't want to discuss things that... They have arithmetic in them. Oh, arithmetic. Then you know what I mean. Anyhow, why should I be an expert on stocks, dear? Darling, I'm not asking you to be an expert. I'd just like you to get the basic facts straight. That's well, all. Well, I guess I know all I need to know. George can do it. Apparently, you apparently don't know anything about them. Any woman who would walk into a hotel and tell a manager that her husband was the owner... I didn't say you were the owner. I said one of the owners. I knew there were some other people in it, too. Look, now, just because the bill didn't come in the mail today... It will, dear. I had to give my address. You know, I don't own it at all. Will you get that through your pretty little head? I have five shares of stock that I bought years ago before we were married. 
Honey, don't you know anything about investments at all? I mean, Pete, didn't you get any of this in school? I think I was supposed to get that the next year, but I took journalism instead as my optional subject. Yeah, well, it was too bad. You have always told me that having shares of stock in something was like owning part of it. You have talked about owning that hotel. Darling, I, I, I was just joking. Every time you got a check with some interest or whatever you called, you said, well, my hotel is certainly paying off. I was joking. Last Friday when Ann and I left for Chicago and you insisted we stay at your hotel so we'd keep the money in our pockets, as you put it, which I misunderstood it as true. That's true. But when I said, do you mean it's free, and you said, oh, sure. I was joking. <laughs> well, I didn't know you were joking. So stop blaming me. Usually when people own something, they get in for nothing. And I suddenly thought, well, that's why you always stay at the Castleton Arms Hotel when you're in Chicago. You didn't have a hotel bill. What? I left. Now, look, I feel stupid enough about this whole thing without you you're rubbing it in all, right, all the now, time. Now, now, I just don't talk Calm about down, it now, anymore sweetheart. now. Listen to me, will you? All right, honey, I'm sorry. Now, here's the thing. I have only five shares out of probably thousands of shares in that hotel. Well, don't you understand? It's all owned by a lot well, of people. Well, I do. Just I like, just... well, just the way I have a, a few shares of steel and a few shares of public utilities and a few shares of railroad stock. You do? Now, now, look, don't go telling people I own the Southern Pacific. Well, hardly. My goodness, they'd never believe that. All right. Now, look, honey, do you, do you know what a what a bond is? Do you know what a stock is? Well, I know that one is safer than the other. Yeah. Look, you go powder your nose and comb your hair. When George Martin gets here... I am going to take five minutes to have him give you just a few basic facts on stocks and bonds. Now, Mrs. Piper, a bond is like a loan. You are lending money to a company, and then they pay you at a fixed rate of interest. Now, a share of stock is different in that when you buy a share of stock, you're putting money in the business. Now, the value of a stock fluctuates. It, uh, it changes. And if business is good, the value of your stock goes up. If business is bad, the value of it goes down. Now, you understand this so far, honey? Uh, go on, Mr. Martin. Yes. Well, now, if business is good, the company declares a dividend, which is a share of the profits. Now, Mrs. Fiber. Do you think that you understand the basic difference between a bond and a stock? Supposing the business is so bad it goes bankrupt. Well, then your bondholders are paid off first, and if there's anything left, it goes to the stockholders. Supposing there's nothing left. Well, then nobody gets anything. In that case, there's no difference between a stock or a bond, then, is there? Well, uh, no, I guess there isn't. Well, there, you see, dear. Look, George, are you explaining this right? Uh, well, let's, uh, let's start over. Let me get my briefcase. You 
I'm not very good at understanding things like this anyhow, Mr. Martin. And if you two have a rehearsal of the Kiwanis Spring Review, I, I mean, really, dear, to drag him in here and plunk him down, and now he's swimming in a sea of pamphlets. Well, when... darling, if you would just listen to him instead of interrupting every two minutes. Look, look George, all I, all, all I want her to comprehend is the basic facts of stocks and bonds. Yes, yes, now, I know. And, and frankly, I guess the simplest way to put it is that a bond is like a loan to a company. Now, having a share of stock is like owning part of the company. Dear, like you own the Castleton Arms Hotel in Chicago. Oh, d- you do? I didn't know that. Oh, no, no, George, for peace. Well, sakes. I go to Chicago quite often. That's nice to know, old boy. Maybe you could fix me up, huh, Pop? Look, I don't own the hotel. Well, then who does? Well, the corporation owns it. A group of men who... who... Friends of yours? No, 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 no. Well, who are they? What are their names? Well, I don't know their names. For the love of Mike, they're just... You mean you just handed out money to a bunch of men you don't even know their names? Well, I, I don't have to know their names. Well, I must say, dear, that doesn't sound like very good business to me. No, indeed. Now, you just toss some money to men you don't know. You don't even know what they're doing with it. Well, Mrs. Piper, he can always attend the stockholders' meetings. Well, he doesn't. I've never known you, dear, to go to Chicago for any stockholders' Because you're always held in New Jersey. That's why I don't go to Chicago. That's why it's it's too far. New Jersey? What does New Jersey have to do with a hotel in Chicago, Illinois? Uh, Well, I don't know, honey. What has that got to do with it? I suppose it was where the corporation was formed or incorporated or whatever you call it. Well, they may have it in New Jersey knowing you can't get there. Look, darling, I sign a proxy. I am represented. I'm represented by this proxy, someone to whom I give my vote. Well, what's his name? Oh. Your vote for what? Huh? I mean, sure, shouldn't you know what's going on, dear? Look, why couldn't you give me one of your shares so I'm a stockholder? Then I will go to the meetings and you can give me your proxy. What do you think? I think I'm already sorry I started any of this. Come on, Piper, we'd better get going before she gets all your stock away from you. Just one share of each and then I'm going to the stockholders' meetings, dear. And then you will know... Oh, boy, that'll be the day. The Couple Next Door stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. 